Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Ham Talk Live, episode number 170. It's our annual field day Q&A. 2019 recorded live on Thursday, June 20th, 2019. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Bart Yonke, W9JJ, and Paul Bork, N1SFE. And uh, they are from ARRL, and we'll be talking about field day tonight. We'll take as many questions as we can, and uh, we will take your calls live. We'll talk uh, a little bit, and then we'll take your calls live, and we're already getting some tweets. So if you have uh, something, you want to go ahead and tweet it to us, we'll... Uh, We'll check that out here in a little bit. Last week here on the show, Sterling Mann, N0SSC, was here to talk about the youth contesting program and Yoda Region 2. And if you missed that show, you can listen anytime at HamTalkLive.com or your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Or you can catch the rebroadcast on WTWW 5085 AM Saturday evenings at about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So get those field day questions ready to go. If you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can give us a call after the interview. Let me give you that phone number so you have it handy. It's not time to call just yet, but let me give you the phone number. It's 812-650-9556. Again, 812-650-9556. Or again, you can tweet us at ham talk live on twitter and we will fit in as many questions and answers as we can tonight so i'll be back with bart and paul right after this word from icom right here on ham talk live contest from home or remotely icom's ic9700 is now available and shipping create your own band opening with icom's newest sdr transceiver the ic9700 this new radio is bringing direct sampling to the uhf and vhf weak signal world the ic9700 all mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features like dedicated amateur satellite operation color touchscreen d-star built-in rf direct sampling on two meters and 70 centimeters, dual independent receivers capable of full duplex, as well as dual watch, and 100 watts maximum output powers on 2 meters, 75 watts on 70 centimeters, and 10 watts max on 1.2 gigahertz. For HF, it's the SDR every ham wants. It's the IC7610. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR independent dual receiver, and dual digicel. And the IC7300 is changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations with RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, 
a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, SD, memory card slot, and more. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. And don't forget to be ham active in June. Participate in both the June VHF contest as well as field day. Submit your logs and see how you did in the pileup. A flashlight is a case for holding dead batteries. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. It's Field Day Q&A tonight, and thanks to ICOM America for helping bring you the show each and every week. We're here Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at HamTalkLive.com. Our guest this evening, Bart Yonke, W9JJ, is the ARRL Radio Sport and Field Services Manager. Bart has served in that role since March and was the contest branch manager from January 2016 until his recent promotion. But it's no stranger to ARRL headquarters. Bart started working at ARRL in 1985 as the editor of the ARRL repeater directory. And from 1989 to 2005, he was the volunteer exam coordinator manager. And he took a few years hiatus, uh, spending 10 years working in the customer service manufacturing manufacturing sales and support and information technology fields in the Midwest and uh, on the East Coast, and now he is back. And also joining us tonight, ARRL Contest Program Manager Paul Bork, N1SFE. His appointment was just announced earlier this week. Uh, Paul's been licensed since 1994, and uh, like me, he listened to distant AM broadcast stations uh, as a young person and later developed a career involving various aspects of broadcasting. He started at a broadcast station at the University of Hartford, where the station's general manager, John Ramsey, W1JNR, pushed him to get his license. He grew up in Newington and wanted the opportunity to give back to the hobby, and uh, he wants to find ways to get newer hams into contesting and to spell the idea that you need tons of equipment to participate so uh bart welcome back and paul welcome to ham talk live thanks for good evening thanks for having us on neil well i really uh, enjoy these shows because we get into some uh, some very unusual questions sometimes uh on these shows and kind of kind of stretches the brain a little bit to, to try to figure out uh, just how all these things fit into the rules for field day. So we'll be uh, talking about that. But first of all, Bart, why don't you introduce uh, Paul to everyone? And, and Paul, I think you've been on the week for or on the job for a week now. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, the end of my second week. Oh. All right. Well, Bart, why don't you go ahead and... Uh, Oh, Thanks, Neil. We're, we're all doubling. We need we need a courtesy tone. <laughs> There's a push to talk when you need it. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks, Mark. Go ahead. Thanks for having both. Thanks for having both of us on, Neil. And uh, it's great to be able to join you and have Paul on for his uh, first opportunity as the contest program manager. Uh, it's been a great year over the last uh, almost two weeks with him, and he's come up to speed really fast. Uh, brought a lot of uh, knowledge in uh, administering programs like this to uh, ARL, so it's been working out good. He's a quick study. And he's been uh, involved in contesting for a couple of decades, uh, maybe not uh, uh, the aggressive uh, knockdown dragout guy, but uh, with a sort of ever-present in the various aspects. So it's good to have him aboard, and uh, we've, uh, we've been having some great progress over the last couple of weeks. Paul, anything you want to say uh about the, about the new job and, and say to the folks listening here tonight well i i i feel like uh work, working at the arl is like coming home now for two reasons one is I, you know as you mentioned before i grew up in newington and you know so being back in newington is always kind of nice but it, i i feel i feel like i i've definitely found a a place where uh i'm surrounded by people that share the same passion in amateur radio that I do. Yeah, it's uh, it's a 
neat place to work and uh it has its challenges and uh you've been on for two weeks so you <laughs> you may not have seen them all yet but uh i think it's great that uh you're you're a hometown kid and and you're you're ready to go for this and and uh make it even better so i uh I, I wish you uh, all the uh, best of success there, and I look forward to being back out there. I get to—it's been ten years, and I get to come back out this summer for Teachers Institute. So I'll be uh, headed out that way here before uh, too many weeks go by. Well, let's—we want to give everybody a chance to ask those field day questions, but uh, we probably should address the obvious first. Um, so let's go over any changes that happened. I know I was downloading, uh, I, I was joking around, uh, yesterday that I was working SO3L, single op three laptops. I, I had all the laptops going at once, trying to get all the software updated and all the forms downloaded and everything. I noticed that the latest revision to the, the field day packet was, uh, I think, five days ago or so. So bring us up to date on any changes. I know there's not a lot, but but what are the changes uh, that have happened since last year? Paul, you want to take a stab at it? Well, I, from what I can see here, not, not I mean, the, the rules are pretty much uh, straightforward and, and the same. There are changes in certain you know a lot of people are asking me questions about ft8 things about like about that i mean so we do have a lot of a lot of people asking questions you know my phone's been ringing pretty much all week uh, with you know the main question i've been seeing is people asking about is this mode acceptable is that mode acceptable and the answer is yes pretty much but as far as rules go i don't see any major changes uh, in order if you want to address that in, in more detail bart so the two things that i would say address neil's observation of uh, the of the page being updated and uh, the more uh, prevalent thing is uh, first of all the the biggest uh, item being that ft8 is supported now in the field day uh, exchange as part of WSJTX. So uh, it, by and large, did not uh, wasn't in a position to be supported last year. Uh, the exchange was an afterthought at best. It could only be done through, uh, I believe it was TX6, the uh, 13 carat free character field. This year it's actually built into the software if you chose contest mode. And then field day as an option, you can put in your class and your section and the system is set up and ready to go as a field day exchange uh, protocol. So that's that's a wondrous thing. Uh, there's going to be a lot of activity this year. Uh, it's, I think it's going to bring a new level of excitement for maybe uh, the, the newcomers who, who are more digitally oriented. Um, the other thing uh, people might say is, uh, you know, what about FT4? And, and as you probably read in the media, FT4 is... is uh, essentially uh, disabled at the present time. I mean, people can still use it, but uh, basically the current release is, is set in such a way that it wouldn't be able to be used for field day. And the idea was that, hey, we're just now having the opportunity to use FT8. Let's not confuse things with FT4 this field day. Um, but I'm sure next year that that will be uh, a primary mode for people, and they'll probably find that as the go-to mode for digital communications in a year. Uh, the other thing was that uh, we've been working on the web app for uploading field day results uh, in previous uh, recent previous years. Uh, that was basically a, a summary form that was populated, and then you had to figure out how to get us your bonus documentation, etc., uh, the new summary, um, excuse me, the new web app is designed around not only having the summary information, but for every bonus that you select that requires documentation, it has a bit bucket, a link that says attach your file. And so in essence, it's a one-stop shop for everything you need to do for your field day submission. Um, if you're not quite ready with your uh, bonus documents, you can come back into your record at a later time and add them. 
Um, and it'll actually point out to you that based on what you've presently supplied, uh, your estimated score is X amount. And when you actually finish your bonus documents, if you hadn't done so initially, uh, it would indicate uh, the additional points that would be available to you once you supply those documents. The idea being that uh, when you have almost 3,000 uh, groups participating, um, uh, as you can almost imagine over the decades, uh, the paper records and, and pieces of electronic uh, combination submissions is, is a significant amount of work. And now that the technology exists and people have the ability to take photos of their supporting documents or scan them or to PDF uh, certain things, uh, take screenshots, uh, any and all of those documents can be simply uh, uploaded as an attachment. Um, so a lot of the updates, Neil, that you were seeing, and, and if you look again, you'll see a couple more updated files today, is all focused on that uh, web submission uh, tool. Okay, so no big rule changes here, but but yeah, FT8 is, was kind of interesting because uh, I, I know here, and I know this was the case in a lot of places, um, we had a, an FT8 station, basically, and, and we logged over 200 contacts and not a one of them had a field day exchange in it so they didn't count and uh so that's the software set up you still got to remember to go in there and and do that but you got to make sure that that exchange is there but uh i i think that'll be a big hit this year it's going to be phenomenal neil yeah and uh, and we were lucky enough to pull off a win. We, we we won our class last year. We won. Wow. Thir- we are yes. the winners of class thirteen A. Of course, we were the only entry in class thirteen A. But we did it. We pulled it off. So we're not going to do that this year. But. I was yeah, going to say, if you, told, if you would have told us that in advance, we could have done a data analysis to see how steep the competition was for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to do the normal thing this year. But we, we, we ran 13A, and, and we had a lot of fun. And, and that's one of the things that I know you're going to talk about is – do what's fun, and so we'll we'll talk about that. Well, let let's talk a little bit about last year. How did how did last year go? Do you have some numbers maybe that you can share about uh, how last year went? Sure. Well, uh, Go ahead, Paul. All right. Well, last year uh, we had over one point one eight million contacts logged during during field day. Okay, and so that was uh, pretty impressive. I think it was down a little bit from the year before. Uh, the total of uh, more than uh, thirty-five thousand participants. So that was a, uh, it was you know it was it was, a, it was a good event. I think we had we had some good some good activity and some good excitement. And you know from reports, a lot of people, everyone was having fun. So that's what was really important. And uh, uh, and I don't know if you want to add anything there, Bart. Well, uh, you know we we kind of look at the overall participation. So with you know, just over a million contacts and uh, really what amounts to 3,000 groups reporting their activity, like any uh, more of a competition event, you know, that 3,000 doesn't represent 100% of the activity. Uh, it's hard to hard to measure for field day, but, you know, it's probably be a reasonable expectation to suggest that that's maybe anywhere from 60 to 75% of the real numbers and, you know, the true numbers and the number of Overall participants may be closer to four, if not going on 5,000 um, participating call signs, if you will. That could be groups or individuals. And, of course, uh, as people saw in the, uh, in the December QST results, um, the uh, breakdown of modes was uh, uh, approximately uh, uh, 45% in uh, CW and 50% in phone, and the other 5% was digital last year. I'd expect to see that digital number probably matching whatever CW and phone do this year, uh, just because it's the nature of the cor- the course that we're heading down right now. And of course, you know, uh, the, we've got the other categories, and, and we can talk a little bit more about them. But uh, Class A one and two participant groups uh, with over twelve hundred entries. Class, uh, I'm sorry, uh, um, 
uh, class A with, I should re- clarify that, with three or more participants uh, as a club or non-club portable had over 1,200 entries. Uh, class B with one or two person uh, portable uh, had 350, uh, just over 350. We did have 45 mobile entries, over 648 home entries running commercial power. Again, another 400 plus running home and emergency power. And then finally, 186 or so running uh, an EOC uh, class. All right. Well, some good numbers there, and, and we look for those to, to go up even more. Now, what about the theme? Now, last year we had the, the grid chase thing going on kind of at the same time. Uh, what, what's the theme for this year? What are the, or what are the points of emphasis? Frankly, there is no theme this year. Uh, you know, we, we talked about uh, maybe in just a little bit before the program started, uh, some, you know, uh, maybe more overse- overseeing themes. And, and, and the one I've always tried to impress upon people is as they're trying to develop their strategy for each field day, that they come up with their own personal themes, whether it's based on score, based on checking all of the activity boxes and bonuses. Uh, maybe it's social, maybe it's um, public uh, uh, information, exposure, uh, having a uh, having their own goal of uh, maybe this will be the event that has the greatest exposure to the public in a public place. Uh, other groups will make it all about emergency communications and so they will come at 1800 UTC on Saturday and not even start setting up until 1800 to prove how quickly they can set up. Uh, some have asked us, well, what's tell us about the, uh, the number of hours you can operate. Well, by and large, it's a 24 hour event, except if you don't begin setting up until 1800 on Saturday. And if you do, you can actually operate an extra three hours uh, for the sake of the fact that you didn't set up in advance. So some people, groups, will use that as their theme. And and finally, uh, when they're all sort of scratching their heads or just, you know, sort of in a quandary of we really don't know what to do, I think the overall theme, over, uh, the overall, uh, theme always should be what's the maximum fun? Um, what, what do you, how do you define fun for your field day? Uh, what makes it the most uh, countable, memorable, um uh, result driven for you. I, I I think we we kind of touched on this before the show, but you know, number one, number two, safety, and number three, have fun. Because uh, it really well, is, you know, you got covered up really there a little bit, Paul. Let's do that again. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, were you not hearing me? Yeah, uh, I, I think we were getting some some uh, muffling from from bart's mic here so yeah gotcha. well as i said so the uh, you know the three things i think we, we touched on this a little bit in the conversation before the show but the three things we uh we we talked about is number one be safe the safety i think should be the first priority number two safety <laughs> and number three have fun because it really is it's it's an operating event it should be fun for the participants and fun for the people that would come in from the community. You know, we, we want to show people that, you know, what amateur radio is and, and how it can be fun and what we do. Uh, one of the biggest things I saw or, or I heard from people when I was telling personal friends that I got in a job at the ARRL, nobody knew what amateur radio was. So I think this is, you know, this is one of the big points that we really need to hit on with field days. It's one of one of our times where you can really get, you know, try to get maximum exposure to the public about amateur radio and what we can do, not only about having fun, but also being there as a resource in times of emergency and that we are a, a communication tool that can be used when all else fails. Okay. Well, I think that's a, a great theme is, is, have your own theme come up with the the way that uh, that works best for you and and have some fun and be safe 
So uh, we're going to take a break here and we're going to come back and start in on all of these questions. So if you have a question, give us a call 812-650-9556 or tweet us at Ham Talk Live. And I'll be back with Bart and Paul right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm having an antenna party and I ran out of PL259s. Oh, come in. Thank you. Would silver-plated PL259s from Tower Electronics be too good for your guests? Those will be fine. Thank you. You saved my life the other night. Oh, the PL259s from Tower Electronics? Yes, they were very successful at the antenna party. My antenna works like a charm. Then how can you ever thank me? I'll try to think of something. Don't be caught without PL259s. Visit Tower Electronics at a ham fest near you. Or visit them online anytime at pl-259.com. Or call 920-435-2973. They have adapters, cables, antennas, soldering supplies, and meters too. CQ Field Day. CQ Field Day. This is Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Tower, or welcome back to Ham Talk Live and Tower Electronics. Thanks to them for sponsoring the show. July 6th, they'll be in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. August 4th, Berryville, Virginia. August 10th, Huntington, West Virginia. And August 17th and 18th in Huntsville, Alabama. Or you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at hamtalklive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's time for your calls. If you have a field day question, give us a call at 812-650-9556. Or you can tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, you won't be able to reach us live since... Uh, we won't be live at that point, but if it's Thursday night, we're on here live, so we want to hear from you. Not 812-650-9556, if I can get my tongue to work right tonight. 812-650-9556, or tweet us, and we do have a few tweets coming in here, so we will address those, but... Uh, Paul, first, real quickly, let's remind everybody about the field day locator. Okay, so there, there is a, there is a, a well, I guess we could call it a tool or an app on the ARRL website, and that will does two things. One, as a, as a group or an individual, you can post your intended field day activity uh, on the field day locator which is at a which is at www.arrl.org slash field hyphen day hyphen locator so if you were to go on to there you can not only add your your site if it's not on there you can also look and do a search in your geographic area of interest to find field day sites that will be in operation near you and as of as of uh, just a couple minutes ago we have 14 186 sites listed right now so so throughout uh, everywhere for over 1400 almost 1500 sites as of this current time okay so make sure you check that out if you're looking for a field day location you can uh, you can find it right there as long as you've registered and if you haven't registered please do so people can uh, find where you are okay well let's uh, go over to twitter here we're going to take some of these uh questions that came in and uh the first one comes from brett wy7bg and says that uh his local club will be operating uh 2a and logging field day activities with n1mm and he would like to bring a laptop with wsjtx and plug it into one of their kenwood rigs to run ft8 how can I merge my log of QSOs with theirs? Okay. 
Oh, the answer is you need to do this after field day. So that's the first part. Some groups will go through the effort of if they're all running uh, N1MM, that they would actually link all the units together. Uh, This isn't something that we'd spend a lot of time talking about here. But if he wants to drop us an email to fdinfo at arl.org tomorrow, we can send him some hints on either how to link the computers or, secondly, just uh, conceptually, how to accomplish what they want to accomplish to have a final um, cumulative log of everything that you're doing. Yeah, no, I had actually answered uh, Brett earlier a little bit with a document that I found on N1MM's um, documentation, um, and it, it, it describes this ability that you can actually get those um Oh, we're getting some feedback there. Uh, you can actually get those two programs to talk to each other live. So if you want to do the live logging, uh, you can check the box on WSJTX and you can check the box on N1MM. Um, there is a document that shows the step-by-step setup. You have to go into broadcast and and turn that on in uh, N1MM. Uh, but they will talk back and forth. So if you want to do it live, there is a way to do that. I would recommend going to N1MM and pull up that document in the additional support materials section. Um, and it does kind of talk you through that. Otherwise, you can export your ADIF file and then import the ADIF file later on. So that's what uh, what Bart was talking about. But uh, sounds like they'll be uh, glad to lend a hand there as well uh, over email. So um, Brett says uh, he, he'd kind of like to do the live logging. So uh, hopefully you can you can set that up with the uh, the, the broadcast over the network and, and do it that way. Um, let's see. We have um, a question from EPARS. I believe this is, uh, yeah, this is Chris uh, AA4CB from EPARS and um, says that uh, they have a go to station set up, um, but they don't want the go to station on HF because it will interfere with the two stations that are on the other bands. So can I have the go to station connect to the local wires X repeater and make contacts under the go to call sign? Okay. Um, so something about that is one is you can certainly do that, but those contacts are not going to count towards your totals for two reasons. One, the, uh, the communications must leave after your field day site by amateur radio RF. So if we're going out through the internet, that doesn't really count. And secondly, we're using a repeater. So you, you're going to be, want to be limiting your contacts that, that will count towards your totals to simplex-based contacts, not anything going through a repeater or through the internet. So I, I pretty much think that that kind of answers that right there. Now, one, let me throw this in, and I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not the contest branch manager or the radio sport manager, nor do I play one on TV. But one of the things that we've done in the past at field days I've been to is you might do that, but you can use that as maybe an educational activity. So, yeah, you're not going to be able to put that in the log. Uh, you're not going to be able to count those as points because you're going through a repeater. Or you're going through an Internet link, either one, and in this case, both. But you could have an educational activity of how that all works, and and that be part of it. Sure, sure that you know, and that that is that is a you know a, a good point because that's another one of the things we want to you know what field day is all about is to show people what amateur radio is all about, and even get uh, a fellow member of a club or a neighboring club interested in, in a new mode of operation or hey look look what we can do through wires so it's absolutely you know you can certainly do that it's just those contacts are not going to count towards your your totals when you're doing the when you're doing the dupe sheets now just i want to mention that we don't collect logs for the purposes of log review we do collect dupe sheets and, and and totals by band and mode those are what are submitted for the field day paperwork so we don't necessarily need a a 
detailed, we don't need a detailed log of every single contact, but just need to keep in mind that when you are doing contacts through a repeater, and you're more than more than welcome to have a, a, you know, a go to station or even a VHF station set up on one of the local repeaters for either for talking or whatever you're going to use it for. Um, just those can't t- count towards those totals in your in your logs in your uh, not your log submission your submission of your field day paperwork. Okay, eight one two six five zero nine five five six is the phone number, and I think we're through all of the tweets. So if you have a question, give us a call or uh, give us a tweet here, and uh, we'll check those. We've got a few minutes left, so we can. Uh, Take some more questions, 812-650-9556, or tweet us at HamTalkLive. Now, um, another thing I noticed on the website uh, was that there's some new public service announcements for um, the broadcast stations to kind of advertise your, your local field day. Yeah, I- Absolutely, new. Sorry about that. Absolutely, Neil. We uh, each year we refresh those, and David Insker and Michelle Patnode do a great job on the ARL's end of having not only audio but uh, uh, interactive video uh, uh, public service announcements. And we, uh, you know, the, we consider those vital to provide to the groups and the groups to share with their local media. Now, you mentioned David, and Bart, you and I had, had talked, and David wasn't able to make it on the program tonight, but he did have a few notes of, of things that he wanted to kind of make sure everybody knows about. So can we talk about those for a minute? Absolutely, and I'm looking at the same notes he shared with uh, both of us. So, again, uh, and this this goes beyond just field day. I think one of the things that we find that we are uh, uh, very uh, low on or we we are always hurting for, and that is good quality pictures of activities uh, being um, conducted uh, using amateur radio, demonstrating amateur radio, whether it's at field day, some sort of a local um, communication support activity, um, whether it's at the club station, whether it's during a contest, uh, whether it's at a, uh, sometimes it'll be uh, some sort of a post-testing uh, activity. Uh, sometimes it's a awards activity at a club meeting, uh, club meeting programs. We're hurting for good quality photos. And the, the shortcoming is that while they're being taken and they're out there, they don't often get shared to us. And, uh, whether it's field day or anywhere else, we invite you to share those with ARL. Um, we've got a variety of places that you can do that. You can certainly send them to contests at ARL.org. That's plural. Uh, as a, an attachment, be sure to provide a, um, a photo credit uh, as well as a caption. Uh, and we can't stress enough, uh, certainly in the environment we have right now where we're you know continuing to to try to uh, engage youth is that uh, in a youth uh, under 18, we do have to have a photo release. That document is also available. Uh, we talk about it in the field day package, but it's available on the Arrow website as well. So uh, the first part is just if you're taking photos, share them, upload them to the Arrow Facebook page. Again, caption and, and credit and releases, uh, releases to the contest at ARL.org link. Uh, if you're posting photos or videos on social media, please include the hashtag pound sign A-R-R-L-F-D so we can find them and make use of them as well. Uh, make sure the people are identified. Again, we're getting into that caption. And again, uh, parents or guardians sign a photo release. Yeah, those are always uh, important and sometimes difficult to track down after the fact so if you can uh, get those uh, on site as you do them that might help too but uh, you got to have those those release forms but definitely uh, share those we'd like to see those and, and i like to go through and uh, and get on twitter and and follow that hashtag ARRLFD and kind of see what everybody is up to so we're gonna uh, have a lot of fun we're uh, 
going to get started uh, tomorrow night uh, with uh, with some antenna supports, and then uh, then we'll get started on Saturday morning. But um, as I said, SO3L was going on here trying to get all these uh, computers talking on M1MM and uh, get all that running. So we're looking forward to uh, to a fun time and. Um, Hopefully, everybody out there is, too. So, if you have a question, this is the last call for questions at 812-650-9556 or tweet us at HamTalkLive, and we can uh, try to squeeze in one more here if we have uh, another so, question out there. Yes, Bart. So, so, to offer a couple of other things while you're waiting on that last or last couple of questions, uh, to uh, further uh, Paul's conversation on RF in and RF out of the site, again, this is all about radio. So we can't assume during the, uh, during the course of some sort of a, an emergency, uh, disaster of some sort, that we're going to have um, public uh, communications available to us, the backbones. Um, and, and again, so RF in and RF out, we do get questions from a variety of participants asking about what about D-Star, what about Echolink, what about Winlink? And the answer is the same for all of those. Uh, peer-to-peer, RF in, RF out, you can use those services. Once it leaves the site, it's both beyond your control and our control to know what uh, technology is, is being used as sort of the middleman. So if you, you do use Echolink or Winlink, uh, as long as your signal leaves the site via RF or re-enters the site via RF, those other backbones could be engaged, but they cannot be directly engaged through a network connection. They have to be done through radio. So uh, that was one of the, the primary things I was going to uh, to mention on RF in and RF out. The other thing is uh, the messaging, uh, the SM message bonus and also 10 um, uh, NTS messages. Uh, we get a variety of questions on the format, and the format is always the same. These are the formal style NTS uh, protocol or ICS-213 protocol. Um, how you manage them after that, as long as it, it enters or leaves the site via RF, uh, that's entirely uh, uh, up to the uh, to the field day groups. Uh, we aren't uh, we don't feel it obligated at all that you have to deliver the message during the field day period. In other words, if you send the messages during field day, uh, you can count them. It doesn't matter if it takes uh, an hour or three days for them to actually get delivered. You get credit for them. Um, and, of course, messages coming in must be received during the field day period or if they are being uh, relayed. Again, they're being relayed during the field day period. Uh, but they must uh, enter and exit uh, using a, a standard, uh, if you will, message protocol. This isn't just, uh, you know, the the uh, Indiana University field day group says hi. We know we need all the 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 preamble, the precedence, the message, uh, and uh, it, it needs to be in those standard formats. Okay, very good. Well, let's see. I think we have. Another question here, and um, <laughs> this this one, I, I knew this was going to happen, so here we go. Uh, if field day is not a contest, why is uh, real-time live score reporting encouraged? Uh, was that a conver- controversial decision? Uh, is it a mixed message about it being a contest or not a contest? So um actually seen this one running around on twitter a lot today so uh thoughts on that it's since uh you've seen it we haven't that's okay um we haven't talked about that at all we haven't talked about score real-time scoring uh we only talk about submission after the fact of the event and it's driven based on groups wanting to uh to describe uh what they did how well they did uh, what bonuses they achieved, mostly in numbers. Um, but anything after that, including what Paul emphasized, which is we don't collect logs, we don't want the logs, we do want dupe sheets to verify that groups aren't uh, encountering duplicate contacts. The idea being, you know, you got a site, you got 15 operators, 
you potentially have six operators who sit down a 20-meter phone. We want to make sure that operator two doesn't rework many of the stations that operator one did, and operator three doesn't rework the stations that one and two did. So we want to ensure that the end result total, not necessarily in live, but the end result total doesn't include duplicates. That's uh, insured through a dupe sheet. But frankly, if you're running software like N1MM, N3FJP, or others, uh, you know, it's got dupe indicators during the course of it. Uh, the best way to manage those is if it comes up as a dupe uh, in your uh, hunt and pounce. In other words, you're not calling CQ, but you're actually finding stations to work. If you see that come up when you type the call sign in, don't call him. Um, so uh, we will accept a Cabrillo file as evidence of, of live duping, but we're not accepting it for the purpose of comparing logs or anal- analyzing logs. It's just telling us that you had a live software program ensuring that you weren't incurring duplicates. Uh, Paul, were you going to say something there? Uh, I was basically going to touch on uh, a lot of the same points that Bart touched on. And uh, again, um, uh, you know, the, the, we don't, again, I, I'll express it again. It's an operating event, not a contest. Consider it more of a friendly competition. I mean, some some groups do have that. There, there. It's been known. I've, I've known several local groups. They they actually get in, in, engaged in in a, in a friendly competition because that's that's their they're having fun with that. And that you know, again, it's 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 all about getting out there and having fun and and really just getting on the air and having fun. So I mean, if if you if you want to make it a friendly competition or see if you can do better than you did last year, well, that's that's your prerogative. That's all. That's all. That's all well and good. Okay, very good. Well, um, that uh, hopefully answers uh, the question here. So, thank you for that. And let's make sure we haven't left anybody out here. But uh, refresh the page and don't see anything here. So, uh, and we're we're at the end of our time. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you for for being here. Any last words, Paul? Well, I just want to say that the uh, you know field day entry the entries are due by uh, uh, Tuesday, July twenty third, and then we or we will have a web app at field hyphen day dot a r r l dot o r g. And again, uh, that's where you would be submitting your logs, and we do accept them by uh, postal mail as well, and I believe email. Correct, Bart. So you're going to see postal mail and web app. Our goal is to accept as as much of the electronic submissions as possible with the web app with attachments. Uh, we, in the course of updating the field day rules package. I've actually removed reference to the email address. I know a lot of people know that it's out there, and we'll have to figure out how to deal with that uh, because that's been sort of the pattern of past years. But we really like now to focus on those two avenues and eventually, uh, probably never, but eventually uh, try to get to uh, high 90% of all field day submissions being electronic. Yeah, that would that would make everybody's job a whole lot easier. So, <laughs> I, I wish you uh, great success on that one. Well, Bart, uh, any final comments here before we go? Uh, two things: uh, Paul and I are doing uh, some field day visits uh, in New England on Saturday, so we look forward to seeing some of the sites that we've coordinated with. Uh, I know a lot of ARL directors and section managers are going to be out and about ARL field appointees. Uh, you know, this is a national event, uh, international in many respects, um, and, uh, you know, we want to uh, uh, both uh, from headquarters and from the field uh, get out there and show our support to all of these groups who are doing such a great job in using this event to not only have fun, uh, to demonstrate uh, technology to the public, to uh, practice their emergency preparedness, uh, but also just to uh, to tell them we appreciate that they're doing that. Uh, Paul and I are going to be at W1AW um, for a good part of Saturday uh, between bulletins. So W1AW will be on the air uh, as well as on bulletin status. Uh, I'm not sure how much there will be on Sunday, but uh, we'll definitely uh, uh, put in a f- several hundred cues uh, on Saturday. And, uh, uh, and uh, as they might say on Hill Street Blues, uh, be safe out there. And uh, also... Uh, work them first, worry later. 
Okay. All right. Very good. Go ahead, Paul. And if you do have any last minute questions or even questions about, you know, about uh, uh, how to submit a log or anything like that after the contest, you know, or a contest, I said contest there. I did. did Ah. After the event, after the event, uh, it's FD info at ARRL.org. And then that info is also on the, on the ARL website. And by all means, you can always call the, the contest branch. Uh, um, at eight six zero five nine four zero two three two, and you'll you'll get my desk. So uh, chances are I'll be answering that phone. But if you do have a question, by all means, uh, give a holler. I'll be in the office tomorrow, and as well, we'll be there after you know, after the event ends, and uh, uh, you know, a- answering any questions regarding uh, entry submissions and and the like. All right, very good. Well, thank you both for uh, coming on the show, and and Paul, congratulations on the on the new gig and bart on the on the upgrade there and um let's do it again next year all right sounds like a plan looking forward to it neil all right well hopefully you don't hear this sound this is the sound that that we're probably going to be hearing out here in bloomington indiana and and so if you hear that sound, make sure you 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 get off of the air and stay safe because uh, uh, we're trying to figure out how we can get some um, some floating antenna tripods with all this rain out here. So um, be sure to stay safe and uh, hope to hear you on the air. Uh, I will be uh, operating under N nine S I A, the Southern uh, Indiana Amateur Radio Association. We're going uh, in with them at uh, the K nine IU, the Amateur Radio Club at Indiana University, and my club at school, the Bloomington High School South Amateur Radio Club K nine S O U. We'll be operating N nine S I A, and Goto will be K nine IU. So, hope to hear you on field day this weekend. But uh, that's a wrap for this week's episode of ham talk live thanks to my guests bart yonke w9jj and paul bork n1sfe and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and typing in and invite you back next thursday night at 9 p.m eastern time Uh, we have a double feature next week Uh, we're going to be talking world scout jamboree with jim wilson k5nd and bill stearns ne4rd and uh, we'll be talking about that and yes it's all most time once again for walmart parking lots on the air and so we'll uh, have a segment special bonus on walmart parking lots on the air 2019 next week as well so a list of all of our upcoming guests is at hamtalklive.com just visit there if you want to see who's coming up next and if you like the show please leave us a review on itunes that helps us Uh, Get the word out about the show. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours.